exciting news to report. Our event, Inspiring Prevention of Eating Disorders and Body Image Issues, is going online. This is an eating disorders training event for sufferers, mental health professionals, counsellors, nutritionists, dietitians, personal trainers, and anyone with an interest in eating disorders prevention. And it is now online, bringing people together, sharing a passion for change around these issues. It is an event to inspire, educate, and connect with like-minded others. So why do we need this event? We know that eating disorders are on the rise and many people in our culture experience devastating distress around body image. And as a result of this, so many people are desperately struggling with their physical health, mental well-being, and self-worth. And we know that the incidence of eating disorders exploded in the pandemic and we continue to experience the aftermath of this. And the Lancet Group recently published research in June 2023 revealing a 42% rise in eating disorders among teenage girls as a result of the lockdowns, with similar rates of self-harm in this demographic. We need change at grassroots level. We need to implement change in society, changing the narrative and helping people to find a newfound understanding around relationship with food, psychology and body image. So be part of this change. We have brought together experts in the field to inspire and educate around prevention of these issues. And it's gonna be a one day event on the 30th of September, 2023 online. We're gonna be having lots of talks and workshops, talking about the catastrophic impact of diet culture, looking at the early years as foundation for good mental health, talking about the hidden eating disorders with 85% of people not being underweight, looking at diagnosis, early intervention and support, talking about issues with men getting eating disorders too around muscularity, talking about improving body image and developing radical self-love, understanding a broader definition of health, intuitive eating principles, is sugar really the enemy, finding a healthy relationship with exercise and movement, dealing with diet culture, and lots more. So if you want to up-level your knowledge, be inspired, connect with others from all over the world and be part of this transformation, click the link in the bio of the show notes to get your ticket. Saturday 30th of September, see you there. Hello and welcome to the Eating Disorder Therapist podcast. This is a podcast to help you find peace with food and overcome disordered eating. And I'm Harriet Frew, aka the Eating Disorder Therapist. I'm so excited to share with you all kinds of stories, tips, information, and guest interviews to help you on your journey in finding peace with food. So thank you so much for listening today. And today I want to talk about all or nothing thinking. And this is something that I think is so common with people that suffer from eating disorders that can really fall into this all or nothing relationship with food, all or nothing relationship with body image and everything else. So you're probably either eating perfectly, on the plan, doing well, etc., or you feel the completely other extreme when you're off the plan, in chaos, out of control, not good enough, and feeling in self-sabotage mode. So I think with all or nothing thinking in relation to eating, you're either winning or losing. You either feel you're being really healthy or unhealthy. You feel in control or out of control. It's all very black and white. And I think there's often a very strict defined line in the sand of when you feel that things are going well and things are not going well. And this can be very, very problematic. Now, if you relate to this, of course, you're not alone. I think all humans are prone to all or nothing thinking, some of us more than others. 
and the human brain has this sort of negativity bias, bias even, so we focus our attention more onto negative experiences and those interactions than to the more positive ones. And I think, you know, we are very sort of threat-based, aren't we? We are, as human beings, we are designed for survival. And from a survival standpoint, it makes sense because it would have kept us alive in a way, being able to kind of see the danger on the horizon and to avoid all these different things. But actually living a life like this in the world that we live in today, it's not accurate, um, it's not fun. We're often like, you know, catastrophizing fears and making our life really quite challenging. So being in an all or nothing thinking pattern as well could actually be making you a lot more stressed. You could be even more likely to have worse disordered eating because of it. And you're always striving for an ideal and perfection and the paradox is, I think, you know, in pursuit of that perfection, actually your eating is probably more chaotic and out of control because of that perfection is just impossible to achieve and then you tend to self-sabotage. So I'm sure many of you are relating. <laughs> so if we think of an example of someone, like let's make up a person called Julie. Maybe Julie's trying to follow a 1200 calorie meal plan, which of course is not really sustainable and maybe just about enough for a toddler to eat. Please don't do it if you are tempted. <laughs> but maybe she's following it for four days, you know, she's kind of on the plan, she's doing well, she feels like everything's working out, she's leading her best life, she's gonna lose loads of weight, etc. But of course, by day five, she's super hungry, she's obsessed with food, she's cold, she's starving, she's pretty miserable, she's meant to be going out for a meal with her friends, she can't go because of all the anxiety, it's just not really working. And what happens on day five you know maybe she goes out with her friends in the end because she thinks i don't want to miss out she eats something that's kind of off the plan she goes over the 1200 calorie limit this sends her into an all or nothing spiral because she feels like she's completely blown it she ends up having a humongous binge eating episode which then lasts for the next sort of like 24 hours and she probably eats five times plus um her kind of calorie limit in that 24 hours and then she feels exhausted really terrible, physically and mentally drained, over full, and you know, by day seven, Monday or whatever, she's back on the 1200 calorie meal plan because she thinks I have no control around food, the only way to get out of this is to be super strict and rein myself in. So I think many of you listening will have been there or in slightly similar situations, and it is a horrible cycle to be in. So in cognitive behavior therapy, all or nothing thinking could be seen as one of the common cognitive distortions or kind of what you can also call it like a negative automatic thought. And a cognitive distortion, it's a faulty thought pattern and it makes us more prone to negative thoughts and conclusions. So as you probably are aware, if you listen to this podcast before, you know, we have 60,000 plus thoughts a day. Many of these are repetitive. And the thoughts that are more problematic are our hot thoughts. We can also call them our negative automatic thoughts. These are the ones that often provoke intense negative emotion, which then often lead to unhelpful behaviors, physical feelings in the body, and more unhelpful thoughts. And so say for example, say for example, you do the behavior of eating a chocolate pastry, which you feel is off your eating plan. The hot thought, the negative automatic thought around that is, oh my goodness, I've completely blown it. I've completely blown the plan. 
You then feel really guilty, you feel anxious, you feel self-disgust. Maybe physically in your body, you feel really bloated, you're sure that you are gaining weight, your heart is beating, your palms are clammy, you're not in a good place. And then you have a further thought that I've completely failed, you know, I'm a hopeless person, it brings more negative emotion, probably more self-sabotaging behaviours, feeling physically in your body even worse, and the cycle continues. So there may be some people listening as well who think, well, I'd actually binge, so I don't relate to this in the same kind of way. But let me give you another example if you tend to be more someone who restricts, um, restricts consistently, I guess. So you might maybe have an argument with your friend. That could be the kind of trigger thing. You maybe have the thought, no one likes me. I'm an unlikable, unlovable person. Maybe then you're feeling lonely, anxious, upset. In your body, you're feeling tense. You're feeling um, maybe again, like your your heart's beating. You're feeling just really tense and, um, you know, everything just doesn't feel good. Your skin's crawling. And then what you might do is you might then restrict food to almost numb that feeling away as a way to cope. You know, you might feel like, well, if everything, if I'm really a bad person, if I'm a worthless, horrible person, then at least if I restrict, I'll feel a bit better. And of course, again, you end up in a very self-punishing cycle. So I think this can be related to kind of whatever you are doing with food that's disordered. You just perhaps need to kind of just think about, okay, how's this working for me? How are my thoughts feelings, behavior, and physical body all interacting together, okay? And we don't just apply this to food, we can apply this to any situation. It's a really good way just to increase awareness of your thoughts. So what's the impact of all or nothing thinking? Well, I think generally we don't feel good. (laughs) It really impacts our confidence and self-esteem because I think we often are just feeling that we're not doing good enough. I think it can increase our disordered eating behaviors. It can make us feel worse about our body, Often our weight might really fluctuate because we're either on the plan or we're off the plan. We're less willing to take risks because we're really, really scared about bad things happening. We often feel like a failure, feel that we can't ask for help. We can't find solutions or a middle ground. We just feel that we're living in extremes. We don't have much self-compassion for ourselves because we're constantly criticizing ourselves for not hitting the bullseye and being perfect and being on the plan. And it makes us really unwilling to forgive ourselves as well. We're holding ourselves to this high, impossible standard, which is really, really hard to meet. It is very, very challenging to feel good. So what are some of the signs as well of all or nothing thinking? So I guess, you know, to be able to start to intervene with some of this, we need to be a bit more aware of what is all or nothing thinking? When is it going on for me? So things to reflect on. Are you someone that often uses words like I always have to or I never do this or I should or I shouldn't? Maybe you have lots of food rules or absolutes about how things very much should be. You could be quite rigid. Maybe you're someone who has a hard time seeing positives in the situation. So even if you'd had quite a nice day, if something goes wrong, you tend to zoom in on the thing that went wrong and really berate yourself and give that a lot of attention. Maybe as well you're someone who won't try something unless you're confident you can do it perfectly, you know, because you just give yourself such a hard time if you can't be really good at something. So you tend to procrastinate or avoid things. Maybe as well you have a hard time receiving feedback 
positive or constructive and small mistakes can feel like a total failure. You know, so if you make a mistake, you feel that just intense wave of shame and it just feels so horrible and unbearable. So if you recognize yourself here, you are not alone, okay? Just being aware of being an all or nothing thinker is the first step to being able to change this. Time for a short advertisement break. Do you want to overcome binge eating, transform your relationship with food and gain mental clarity? Physicians, loved one, trainers, and even therapists have probably told you to restrict or get on another special eating program. You likely feel invalidated, misunderstood, and ashamed. You're at the end of your tether and you don't know where to turn. It is on your darkest days, in the darkest hours, when you long for freedom from binge eating in the UK, in the US, and everywhere in between. You've been on diet after diet and you just can't do it anymore. Sign up for Dr. Marianne Miller's self-paced virtual binge eating monthly membership program. For those of you who are at your wit's end with food, the goal is to regain mental and emotional energy by shifting your relationship with food to be fully present in your life. Sign up for this membership program and end binge eating for good. Sign up now and get 20 US dollars off the monthly 99 fee. Use the discount code Harriet. So that's $20 off the usual price of $99. Use the discount code Harriet, H-A-R-R-I-E-T. Link is in the show notes. So how do you begin to overcome all or nothing thinking? So I'm going to talk about four tips to help with this. So I guess number one is the good old raising awareness and so you can actually recognize when you're doing this all or nothing thinking and realize how much you're doing it. And yeah, just developing that awareness of your thoughts because of when we're not aware of our thoughts, it's almost like you're lost in the jungle without a map. You're just kind of wandering aimlessly and you don't really know where you're going, what you're doing, what you're thinking. Whereas when you perhaps have a map and you're in the jungle, you have more awareness and guidance and you can begin to kind of navigate your way out. So the first and most important step to interrupt these negative thought patterns is to learn to recognize them. And this can be really challenging because these thoughts run unconsciously and consistently and we don't really think about our thinking too much. And if we did, sometimes it would drive us completely mad because I think a lot of you listening might already feel that you're a bit of an overthinker and you can just go down these rabbit holes. But I guess the all or nothing thinking is a habit and like any other habit, once you begin to be more aware of when you're doing it, you can notice it and begin to break it. So beginning to develop this awareness, you might want to write something down, you might want to kind of journal maybe at different points in the day, you might want to kind of write down when you catch yourself going into a bit of an all or nothing spiral. So rather than sort of recording everything that's going on throughout the day, you might just want to notice when you recognize you're, you're going a bit off piece. So maybe it's when you're having a food that you wouldn't normally allow yourself or something like that. So it's just beginning to sort of quietly notice either through writing down, just having that bird's eye view down on your life, just beginning to show that sort of gentle awareness. And don't even worry about trying to change things to begin with. Just start to be noticing, ah, I'm doing that thing again. I'm doing that all or nothing thinking again. 
this is very frustrating. So this is an example as well from someone who might be tuning in more to the all or nothing thinking. So say for example, they have a takeaway and several alcoholic drinks on a Friday night. And rather than just feeling actually that was just a really enjoyable, lovely experience. Um, I had some great, a great time with my friends and um, I enjoy all the kind of freedom and all of those wonderful things. Instead, your thinking is, I have now blown it for the whole weekend. And that's an all or nothing thought. So because you think you've blown it, you abandon like your regular eating, you abandon any kind of good self-care practices that you might have in place normally. And you just think, you sort of throw it all out the window and you think, oh, on Monday I'm gonna start again. But you kind of like, you sabotage your whole weekend because of that all or nothing thinking in relation to that one thing that happened on Friday night. Um, another example, maybe you eat what you deem to be an unhealthy food and then you don't eat any vegetables for the rest of the day. You just think, oh, well, I'm just going to eat all beige foods now. Not that there's anything wrong with beige foods, but you kind of go down the rabbit hole of being quite self-sabotaging with your eating and almost like deliberately not including um, the things that you would normally include to balance out your eating a bit more. Um, and maybe you eat something unplanned and then you punish yourself by not eating for the rest of the day because you feel like I'm a failure, I've blown it. Okay, so it's just starting to develop that awareness. Number two is start to think about things differently. Now, it's trying to approach this with curiosity and compassion because you've probably been thinking in the old way for a very long time. So it's gonna be quite hard to shift your thinking. And if underneath your thoughts, you have kind of certain beliefs about not being good enough, being unworthy, etc. Um, you can probably have a few sticking points with when you are trying to work on these issues. So when something happens though, when you notice that you go into this all or nothing place, you could write down what's happened, you know, write down, what does it mean to you? Where's the proof? What's the evidence? You might want to run it by a friend, family member, or even your therapist or coach who can help you come up with different ways to look at the situation. Um, you know, you might want to, you just want to kind of approach it a bit like um, being a detective, being a scientist, almost thinking, okay, this is what I'm thinking. I have, I'm thinking that I have blown it completely by eating this cake and that the rest of the day is ruined. But you can then start to come in and think about, okay, what's a different way to think about this? What are the positives of thinking in this way? What are the negatives of thinking in this way? What would I say to a friend who was thinking this? How would I like to think about this? So you can brainstorm all the possible solutions, reasons, explanations, from the reasonable to the ridiculous. And by even doing this, you're starting to open up the possibility that there may be a different way of thinking of things and that you can sort of step into that gray area a little bit more rather than just feeling I either look at it like this or this in that black and white way. So think about what would you say to a friend in this situation? How would you like to think about this? What would be a rational perspective on this issue? Now when you first do this you probably think oh I just don't believe these thoughts anyway. I still believe my all or nothing thinking. But I would just say have persistence, okay? Because actually just going through the process of beginning to challenge things, beginning to look at things in a different way, it will start to shift your perspective 
And unfortunately, we can't just flick a switch with our all or nothing thinking to get into the shades of grey. It's a bit of a process that you need to start chipping away at. Number three, progress, not perfection. So often what keeps us in the all or nothing thinking is that we're essentially saying to ourselves that perfection is the only good outcome. We idealise how our lives should be, we idealise how our eating should be, how our body should be, and then we're trying to hit this bullseye every time on the dartboard, which is obviously impossible to do, it's near impossible. So what tends to happen as well is we are constantly feeling as though we have failed because we can't really hit the bullseye every time, it's impossible, and it means that we procrastinate and postpone progress, waiting for the perfect moment that doesn't come. And perfection just doesn't exist. If we only accept perfection, we're doomed to failure. We'll have a negative self-perception because no matter how well things turn out, we'll never measure up. You know, perfection is just always this bar that's impossible to reach. So the trick to dismantling as well some of that all or nothing thinking is to reward yourself as well for the progress, not for the perfection. You don't have to get it right all the time. You just need to continue and grow. And when we reframe our expectations in that way and take a closer look at ourselves, we can find actually we're doing better than we imagined. It enables you to see the bigger picture and enables you to embrace the shades of gray. And remember as well, when you're doing this, social media is not real. Don't compare yourself to someone's highlight reel or to someone who has a load of professionals supporting them to do their perfect routine. Um, I just think as well the number of people that I have worked with that have big followings on Instagram and are you know, looking super into the wellness and healthy space, but behind closed doors, they are really struggling. So remember that what you're seeing online is only a snapshot, it's only a snapshot. And the classic thing that I'm always saying as well is we massively overestimate what we can achieve in two months and we underestimate what we can achieve in a year. So again, engage with the underwhelming but sustainable steps. Progress, not perfection. And the last one, which is my favourite one actually, is working towards a new definition of health. So rather than just thinking health for me is like eating these good foods, health for me is like eat these number of steps per day, Look at health in a much broader perspective. Embrace mental health, embrace pleasure, embrace fun, embrace flexibility, spontaneity, fun and enjoyment. You know, these are things that make us healthy and happy. Embrace socializing, deliciousness, freedom, free flowing and happiness. And realize that to be a healthy person, it doesn't have to be this fixed, rigid thing. So really think about what for me personally is my own definition of health. And honour as well, the, like the micro practices as cornerstones of well-being. So say for example with me, even if I kind of had a weekend where I just ate no vegetables, drank loads of um, alcohol and ate pizza all weekend, <laughs> you know, I might still be doing some little micro self-care with that. You know, I might be kind of doing my regular eating. I might be like trying to get enough sleep. I might be talking to my friend or doing things that I know are going to be helpful for my well-being. And realize that your health is likely to be much better realistically through finding balance. The all or nothing thinking doesn't actually create health. Often when we zoom out and we realize the reality of what we're doing when we're trying to be all or nothing, it's far from healthy because we're often being massively one extreme and massively the other. And that's not really healthy. Whereas when we can be more in the gray area, 
we're going to be much more likely to find a balanced approach, our own balanced approach to health. So I hope you found this episode helpful in challenging some of your all or nothing thinking. Remember, it is a journey. These things take time. Be kind and compassionate with yourself in the process. Okay, so if you're not following me already, do seek me out on Instagram at the eating disorder therapist underscore. You might want to join my bite-sized therapy, only five pounds a month, extra podcast episodes, extra video content, and you can try it for free for a week first. The link is in the show notes. You might also want to join our online event, Inspiring Prevention of Eating Disorders and Body Image Issues. This is on Saturday, the 30th of September. And um, yeah, it's going to be bringing together lots of people from the field who are passionate about these issues. Do check out the link in the show notes for that as well. If you enjoyed this podcast, I would be so grateful if you'd follow, rate and review as it helps it reach so many more listeners. Thank you so much for listening today and I look forward to sharing another podcast episode with you very soon. Mm -hmm.